Today on the Dynasty Rewind, we help you unclog the bottom of your roster. All that and more starting now. You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Byer, the best in the business. Once again, back in business. Joined, as always, by my faithful co-host, got Nate, the Professor Christian. Nate, what's up, man? Hey, Mike. Football. Football's here. Football's back. We've been talking about it. We're excited about it. We're setting underdog lineups, DraftKings lineups. We're setting our own lineups. Did a best ball to set those lineups. Too many lineups, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes you even spend 20 minutes trying to set a lineup that you can't set because the NCAA <laughs> side is best ball. Also joining me tonight, we got Shevin Nooney. What's up, Shev? Shout out Fantrax, making it the easiest for people to play college fantasy football. But I'm I'm just glad, you know, we, we were just stuck with baseball, WNBA, if you watch that. Now we have Man, football. Nice. The King is back. Weekends have just gotten a lot more fun. 18 mm-hmm. weeks without my wife now. It's going to be great. <laughs> She knew what she was getting into. Yeah, she did. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, some of these players do not know what they're getting themselves into because they are currently hanging out on the bottom of your roster. And it's time for us to figure out if that's a trend that's going to continue or stop. So these are all players that are rostered in over 50% of sleeper leagues. The best platform out there. Not a sponsor. Just saying we (laughs) prefer it. And, you know, that's that's what we're saying. If we're trading any of these guys away or just straight out cutting them, we'll tell you what we think we can get in return or just obviously not if we're cutting them. So let's start. See, we're going to keep trade cut. Nate, Richie James, what are you doing? I'm I'm cutting Richie James. I'm trading him if I, if I can. You know, any of these guys, if you say cut, you know, try to trade him. Try to throw yeah. like I would try to trade Richie James for a 2024 fourth right now. Might be able to get it done somewhere in the league. Might not. If, if not, that's okay. Um, but people love Chiefs wide receivers. I don't because unless they're Tyree Kill, they don't really do much. Um, yeah. it just It's just going to be a bunch of guys trying to catch balls out there, and none of them are going to really stand out. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to move him for a fourth or have him as a yeah. throw-in in a trade. If not, I want Sky Moore is really the only. It's like the wide receiver five right now in the Chiefs, and that's not very yeah. fun. Exactly. So that's what I'm doing. Chef, what about you? What are you doing with Richie James? Yeah, I think at this point I'm cutting him. I do like that he had a great year last year. I mean, he went from wide receiver 896 to 52. <laughs> so that is impressive. I, I actually liked him last year on the Giants if you needed a yep. really quick play, but it's going to be so different on this Kansas City Chiefs team. I don't know if he can get the production and fit into your roster and fit into your lineup even at that point. So I think you have to cut him and just move on. Yeah, for I don't know about you guys, but obviously the bottom of our roster doesn't always look the best. I want guys yeah. that I can at least feel some sort of confidence in if I have to start them at some point. Mm-hmm. Richie James doesn't do that. Now, Marvin Jones is an interesting one, Detroit Lions wide receiver. Nate, on the last pod, you were saying that he's the number two wide receiver option. Like I also countered with, we may not want the number two wide receiver option for the <laughs> Detroit Lions. We don't know what Jameson Williams is going to look like, but for right now, we believe it is Marvin Jones, and he's rostered in 56.3% of all sleeper leagues. Um, I think for me, it's the same thing. If I could get a fourth, fifth round pick for him, one, well, more than one fab dollar, I'll try to do that. If not, he's a trade-in. I'm probably just, I might hold on to him, though. 
I don't want to give him away too cheap because to me, Marvin Jones feels like a guy that might be able to come through with some points for you and might at some point, especially late in the season, be yeah. better than what's on the waiver wire. Yeah, yeah. I, I like Marvin Jones. He's a guy that always sticks around, always has production. Um, so I, I, I'm going to keep Marvin Jones. You know, last year, there was a couple games, you know, he had, he had 100 yards once, only mm-hmm. once. But um, it's more than I, me. He's going to have a good first six games of opportunity before Jamison Williams gets there. And I don't know if Jamison Williams steps right in and gets above Marvin Jones. You know, he's a crafty veteran. He's been around a while. He's probably going to keep that job a couple weeks, even once Jamison Williams gets back. So I think, you know, as far as we don't have a ton of competition for targets, I mean, I know Gibbs is there. I know Laporta is there, but that's two rookies. Mm -hmm. So I'm willing to take the number two veteran option there and definitely keep him around. Chef? Yeah, he, he seems like one of those guys that you keep for four to five weeks and hope he produces so you can trade him for a better value, honestly. So I'm going to keep him for now and then try to trade him before James Williams is back just to get away from the murkiness of what could happen. Yeah. And he's just 33 years old. Like, why not try to get something now before you can't, you know? Yeah, people in their 30s suck. Couldn't be me. Well, Soon I'll be in my 40s. matter. <laughs> this is one that, you know, I was kind of, I'm not saying that I was expecting a massive uptick. I was expecting a roll. Mm-hmm. And then the New England Patriots traded him to the Cleveland Browns. That's Pierre Strong. So he is currently rostered in 57.6% of leagues. I don't know what kind of opportunity he's really going to get in Cleveland. I mean, now we're looking at him being behind Nick Chubb, who could lead the NFL in rushing for all we know. It's possible. He's a great back. Yeah. And they also have Jerome Ford who that team is high on as well. So it's really hard for me to just straight out cut running backs. I think he's a hold. I probably, because I probably won't get what I want for him. You know, like I said, the running back, we know the running back position is volatile. Nate, you love running backs. What are you doing here? Yeah. P.S. Strong, he's a guy I'm going to try to trade because I think his name still has some value because Mm -hmm. he was, you know, a lot of people sleepers. Um, you know, he was in that list for this season um, and he got traded. So that shows that the Browns have some kind of value with Pierre Strong. Um, I don't think it's going to be much. He's not a guy I have much interest in keeping at this point. I believe that um, Jerome Ford's the number two guy there and that this is not an indictment, um, indictment of what he's able to do. And more so, they just needed more depth after Jerome Ford. Yep. Uh, so that's why I think this move was made for. So I'm not too interested in, in keeping him, but I'm definitely willing to move him. You know, like I said, like for a fourth, kind of like Richie James, you know, whatever I can get, he still has a little bit of name value for not much reason. Chev, mm-hmm. what about you? What are you doing here? Yeah, and I think he was just a depth piece to hopefully be where if Jerome Ford couldn't come in and play. He's a guy that can step in and get behind Nick Chubb. I'm probably just cutting him, honestly, at this point. I think there's maybe some other value later that I can get. I don't know. I just don't feel very strong about what he's going to be doing this upcoming year in fantasy football. Okay. All right. So let's move on to the next one. Still chasing that 2019 fifth year breakout high Devonta Parker. So he's rostered in 60.4% of leagues. He's finished above wide receiver 42 once in his eight year career. It was wide receiver seven 2019. Like I mentioned. So aside, I mean, he had a really good year with Miami that year, 72 catches, 1202 yards, nine touchdowns. He's also not a threat to run zero career rushing attempts. But since then, 793 yards, 515. And then last year, his first year, 
with the New England Patriots, 539 yards and three touchdowns. Now, we all know that Mac Jones is not a guy that's going to exactly light up the scoreboard or the stat sheet, I guess I should say. But still, 539 yards. I don't know about you guys. If, if I could trade him for a third right now, I would probably rather just move on. But I, I just I feel like he's not a guy that you can just cut. I think he has too much value in potential production. And the thing is that potential production is not going to be consistent. It's not going to be super high. But the fact is he's a, you know, two he's one of the top two wide receivers on an NFL team. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have reason to believe that the offense this year with the Patriots will be better. They actually have an offensive coordinator. They have a bit more, um, you know, Devontae Parker's second year there. We'll take that. Mac Jones another year in. Um, you know, there's some things going his way to, you know, have a better year. But at the end of the day, I don't trust Devontae Parker long term. But I think he has too much value sitting on my bench still as, you know, someone has got some potential to trade. So I'd, I'd rather just keep him for right now, see what happens in the season, and then go from there. Chef, what about you? Yeah, I mean, once you get an OC to actually come in and coach your offense, that's a huge plus. I, I don't know. I just don't feel like he'll ever hit my roster. I think you have to keep him just in hopes that he produces a little bit so you can trade him. But you're really not going to think about putting this guy in your roster, I wouldn't imagine. I feel like there's no circumstance. You probably have to have three guys ahead of him, honestly. So if you have to cut him, you can cut him. I think you keep him until you can trade him if you're able to. Yeah, it's – a guy like that, it's just so hard to just let go. He's a roster uh, clogger for sure. Yeah. yeah. And he's a frustrating one, too, because you know the second you drop him, someone's going to scoop him right up off waivers, and instead of mm-hmm. that person wasting a few fab dollars or however you guys deal with waivers, <laughs> you could have gotten something for him. Sure. And speaking of roster clogging, Allen Robinson is rostered in 65.9% of, of fantasy leagues. And I, I got to be honest with you, you know, Allen Robinson, he's 30. And as I've been told just now, people in their 30s are useless. You guys said it on me. I'm um, just me. kidding. You know, I just don't know what kind of roster share he's going to get in Pittsburgh. He's coming off a season with the Rams where he had 339 receiving yards, three touchdowns, which is his worst season, not including the year that he got injured in 2017. We're taking that out of it. And I know the Rams were kind of a crab show last year, but still. Yeah, but still, I, I think I might almost be okay with just cutting Allen Robinson, to be honest with you. And if he does whatever, missing out on him, of course, if I could trade him for a fourth round pick, I'd be okay with that too. But I'd probably just say goodbye at this point. You know, I think with these veterans like Devontae Parker, Allen Robinson, if I haven't cut them at this point already, I'm keeping them into the season because I they yeah. have roles and they have produced before. And I don't have a lot of confidence in them producing a lot. But we know that they have the talent and the opportunity to have some weeks where they're fantasy relevant. And because of that, I'm going to keep them around. Not that I'm necessarily going to put them in my starting lineup, but hopefully on the chance that I can flip Allen Robinson for a 2024 third. Or he can be the throw-in piece more likely, because he's not going to have a ton of standalone value. More likely he's a throw-in piece just to get a deal over the line. Or I cut him and waivers to pick up some running back who now has opportunity. I mean – I'll keep him around a little bit because I think that he's the wide receiver three for the Steelers right now. He's playing the big slot role, which I like for him. I think he'll have a better opportunity there, especially mm-hmm. now that he's a little bit older. So I 
I think there is opportunity there. And we know Allen Robinson can be dangerous in the red zone. And Deontay scored zero touchdowns last year. So apparently they need someone to catch some touchdowns. I mean, Miles Boykin went sliding oh. right in there too. You never know. Or Gunnar Olszewski. Yeah. How do you say that? Who cares? What I can tell you I care about is let's take a moment and hear from our new sponsor, Mock Draft Database. Be back in a few. Thinking about which rookies to target in your fantasy football draft? Look no further than the NFL Mock Draft Database. We are your home for all things NFL Mock Drafts by sourcing experts and analysts from all over the internet. NFL Mock Draft Database also offers users an ever-changing consensus player rankings to keep you informed on the incoming draft class as you build your dynasty team. Think you have what it takes to be a GM in the NFL? Give our free NFL Mock Draft Simulator a spin, which offers many features such as pick trading, historical draft years, and more. Join us at www.nflmockdraftdatabase.com or follow us on X at underscore mock drafts. All right, everybody, welcome back. Let's get right back into it. This one pains me. New York Giants wide receiver Darius Slayton. Such a good late-round pick so many years ago. He is rostered in 67.8% of all sleeper leagues. Chev, I want to start with you on this one. What are you thinking here? Yeah, I think you have to keep him. There's just really no real wide receiver one, I feel like, in that offense. You got Darren Waller that's coming over. I mean, I think Darius Slayton actually finished as the top wide receiver there possibly last season. I mean, he's a guy that, you know, we have Sterling Shepard coming back. I mean, it's just a whole disaster of wide receivers over there. Guys that just have not been able to stay healthy, guys that have had flashes and just have gone away. I think you have to keep him and just hope he does something this upcoming year, especially early, and just move on from him at this point. He's a guy that I don't think is going to be a top – 36 wide receiver ever again. So I think you just got to have to take what you can get for him and just move on from him though. You are right. By the way, he was the New York giants leading receiver last year, uh, 46 catches, 724 yards, two touchdowns, but we don't know if it's going to be him. Wandale, um, Jalen Hyatt, Paris Campbell did come in as well. I'm holding. I'm probably not even trying to flip him over third because you never know. Maybe he has good rapport with uh, Daniel Jones um nate what are your thoughts here yeah i still kind of like the talent of darius Slayton. i like how he plays you know he's a contested catch guy wins down the sideline and i think that fits with uh daniel jones sometimes with you know he wants to push the deep ball more with uh you know the ball being there going into that second year i think we're going to see darius Slayton a bit more i don't think he's gonna be that consistent yeah. but i still like the talent that's there i like what he did a couple years ago i'm gonna i'm gonna keep darius Slayton. And, and see how it goes because of how much unknown there is in the Giants wide receiver room. I'm willing to keep him for the value I can get for him right now. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to our next player, and that's Josh Palmer. Is it time for a third-year breakout? Can he keep Quentin Johnson off the field? We've seen um, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. These guys have been banged up, so maybe Josh Allen, Palmer <laughs> breaks Josh out Allen. here. Josh Allen's already broken out. We're good there. Josh Palmer is rostered in 69.8% of sleeper leagues. I do believe he is starting as the starting slot wide receiver for the team currently. Um, I'm going to go ahead. I'm not moving him right now. I want to keep him. I'm going to look to move on from somebody else. We love to build around the wide receivers. And I do think that he's a guy that's worthy of being on the bottom of your roster, even if it doesn't happen for him in L.A. 
I think he's good enough to be like a wide receiver too yeah. somewhere else. So mm-hmm. I'd hate to just lose out on that now. Like I'm willing to lose out on Allen Robinson. He's over 30. We know he's done it. Great. Thank you. But I'm keeping Josh Palmer. Nate, what about you? Yeah, if Keenan Allen goes down, Josh Palmer is the replacement. Um, and he is the wide receiver three right now, according to the depth chart. And like I, like you said, Mike, I think he's got enough talent to you know do well elsewhere, which is coming around the corner very quickly. I believe uh, he, he might be a free agent after this year, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and Josh Palmer, I think he's got plenty of talent. You know, he averaged 10 fantasy points per game last year. Um, so he's he's always relevant. So I'm definitely keeping Josh Palmer on my roster. And if he's if you're in one of those 31 percent leagues that has Josh Palmer in the waivers, it's a good thing to go pick him up. Yes, exactly. Chef, what are you doing with Josh Palmer? Yeah, I'm keeping him as well. I mean, we've seen plenty of injuries from the Chargers in the past few seasons. Mike Williams always seems to go down. Keenan Allen seems to miss a few games. And that's when we see Josh Palmer flash a little bit. You know, we have Quinn Johnson there now. I don't know what that offense is going to look like, but you have a great quarterback backing him up too. So you have Josh Palmer catching passes from Herbert. I like that option a lot better than some of these other guys that are catching footballs from lesser quarterbacks. So I'm I'm keeping them. Mm-hmm. All right, here's a good one. Rostered in 72.3% of leagues, that's Cordero Patterson of the Atlanta Falcons. Here's an interesting fact. He is only ever – and, you know, he doesn't really – he's not a consistent rusher. He's not a consistent receiver. He's only ever had 1,000 yards in his career. One time, that was in 2021. Last year was his closest at 817. He's been around too, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but he does have a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, they beat uh, Los Angeles that year, the Rams. Anyway, so he is rostered, like I said, in 72.3% of leagues. He's 32. Nate, what are you doing? Yeah. A lot of people obviously are keeping Cordero Patterson, but it's about time to to cut him. You know, a lot of people are keeping him because they think they can still trade him off name value, but everyone is aware that Bijan Robinson is there now, that Tyler Algier is there, and he's the RB2. Cordero Patterson does not really fit in that offense anywhere. And with an already low passing expectancy, you know, it's definitely not there. Um, He needs to be a guy that's cut at this point. Um, he's never been a consistent fantasy option except for that one year um, when he, it, it was everything falling to the wayside and he was the last thing remaining really with the Falcons. So you got to move on from Cordell Patterson. I love the player, but it's time. Yeah, I'm I'm out. I'm done. I'm not getting anything for him. Yep. Goodbye, Chev. Agree or disagree? Yeah, he was a guy I was just snagging later in best ball, but I do not want him in – regular fantasy football at this point. I And Nate's sleeping on me right now, but that's okay. Uh, I just don't think he's going to have production. He's, he's a little bit older now, and I just am ready to move on from him. All right, so you want to keep staying older. He is 31. Well, not as old as Cordero, but uh, Robert Woods rostered in 75.1% of leagues. And look, last year he had 527 yards, which was – yeah, that was his worst season ever as a receiver. And he is now a Houston Texan, which is not a good team. I mean, he's starting alongside Nico Collins and Noah Brown. I guess at this point, you know, it's like some of these other guys, maybe you hold on because he's a starter. Maybe he's good for the young quarterback and maybe he does something. And then you could trade him, but I don't know. I This one's really hard for me. I like to keep Robert Woods right now because I think he has 
like I said, opportunity. I love guys that have opportunity on yep. uh, being a top two receiver at the team right now. And I think the Texans are a better opportunity than the Titans were last year, to be quite honest, especially with how that quarterback ended up playing out. Um, I like CJ Stroud. I think Robert Wood Woods is a good veteran presence there. I don't think there's going to be much after this year, but I think this might be his last year to have a couple weeks where he might be worthy of getting into your flex. All right, you sold me there. Hopefully you don't have to use them. I'll hold for now. Hopefully. Dev, what about you? Yeah, I'm just holding as well. Just a bunch of unproven guys there that haven't really produced much up to this point. I think there's potential in that wide receiver room, but I think you have that veteran presence. You have Dalton Schultz there. I think those guys will be the front runners to start off pretty hot this upcoming year for them. I can guarantee that it pained Bob to put this next one in the show sheet. <laughs> But rostered at 75.9%. That's Michael Carter running back for the New York Jets. They let my man Zonovan go. But I believe uh, Mr. Carter squeaked back onto the practice squad. Nate, is that correct? Um, I'm not sure, to be quite honest. I haven't paid attention to the Jets running back room outside of <laughs> Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall, which oh. leads me right to say that I'm trading Michael Carter. <laughs> I, like, I, I love Michael Carter, believe me. What would you take for him? If someone offered you like a 25 third, would you take yeah. it? Yeah, sure. I would I would take that. Honestly, I, I don't think I want to cut him right now unless I had to to make room for a guy who could actually play this year. But I'm happy with moving him. I don't want to straight out cut unless I have to. Chef, what about you? What, what do you think here? Yeah, I'm looking to trade him as well. I just don't think there's going to be a lot of production going his way. It's time to kind of just move on. I honestly hope he gets traded to another team that has opportunity for him because I do think he's a good back that – you know, could show some things once he gets on the field. But right now, you got to try to trade him and, and move on at this point. All right, so this next one, and he's getting the bump because he's a Kansas City Chief, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He's rostered by 76.5% of all sleeper leagues. Look at this note that Bob put on here. He has never finished above <laughs> wide receiver 53. And the funny thing is, if you look at his stats, it was his second best year ever last year. He had 687 receiving yards and two touchdowns. Not touchdowns wise, his highest was 690. So he was only three off, but he's a Kansas City Chief. He has a liability in the running game, too. One carry for negative three yards last year. <laughs> that ain't going to work for me. I'm going to try to trade Marquez Valdez Scantling because, you know, there's those Chiefs truthers out there that just believe that Patrick Mahomes can do whatever and turn everything into gold um i'm trying to move on i'm not ready to cut yet nate what about you yeah i think with marquez valdez scantling i'm trying to trade him if possible but more likely i'm just keeping him for the moment mm -hmm. um i think he'll be easier to trade once we get into the season um he once again this is another wide receiver who is one of the top two on the team it's the chiefs and i don't really believe that any of the receivers are really going to stand out too much but um, MVS has been there. You know, this is his second year. He's been fantasy relevant at times, never consistently over a season. And that's why he's never finished above wide receiver 53. Um, but he's a top two guy for the Chiefs. I'm going to keep him around for right now. He, he had some value. If I can trade him, I will. Um, if I'm trading Marquez Valdez-Scantling, I would trade him for a 24 third as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. He's just one of those... Yeah, he's just one of those boomer bust guys that yeah. he's going to have a big game and then he's going to have one catch. There was only two games last year where he had over five catches. 
And that was one in the playoffs, and then there was another one against Las Vegas last year. And I think they were playing catch-up that game. So I do not believe in him. I think he's just the deep threat for that offense if things unfold and is just not going to be productive. I try to trade him at some point once he has a big game, but I think you have to keep him at this point because there's a lot of uncertainty in that offense at this point. All right, so for our last one here, let's talk about the Tyreek Hill replacement that never was. Cole Hardman, rostered in 80.4% of sleeper leagues, also has never finished above wide receiver 53, much like Marquez, Marquez Valdez Scanling. I feel like, you know, fresh lease on football life with Aaron Rodgers, not saying that Patrick Mahomes is any slouch, but sometimes new situation. I'm going to hang on to him unless I got a really good offer for him. I'm hanging on a couple thirds. If somebody threw a projected late second, I would take it. I doubt I'd get that, Yeah, but I would take it. What are you guys thinking here with me, Cole? Go ahead, Chef. I think you just have to hold on and hope for something to pop off. Some people drafted him in the first round once Tyreek Hill got in trouble. So you're really just clinging on, praying for dear God that he is just going to step up this upcoming year with Aaron Rodgers. We know Garrett Wilson's going to be that guy there. You have Alan Lazard. Another player that I think is one of those boomer bust players where he's going to have a big game every once in a while, and then he's going to have that two-catch game for 15 yards after that. So you keep him, hoping that something pops off, but you are <laughs> you might be very sad at the end of the season. Nate? I'm going to be trading uh, Nicole mm-hmm. Hardman. Um, well, you, you talked about Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard. Randall Cobb is Aaron Rodgers' BFF. And Randall Cobb is the wide receiver three there over Mecole Hardman um, because Aaron Rodgers plays favorites and we all know it. And it's very obvious. And Randall Cobb is getting the ball before Mecole Hardman is. So I don't have a ton of interest in the wide receiver four on the New York Jets, especially a guy that has never been productive, never come around and, uh, you know, given us what we were hoping for. So I'm more than willing to move on once again, another guy to take a third for as quick as possible. Okay. All right. Perfect. So, Thank you, everyone. Let us know what you do with some of these guys in the comments. Um, And until then, we will hear from our sponsor, Manscaped. September is here, and I want to take a second to talk about self-care. When it comes to making an impression, proper grooming is essential to looking and feeling your best when you walk into a room. That's why the sponsor of today's show, Manscaped, are committed to helping men around the world walk and talk with some swagger this season with the best grooming tools on the market. Join the 9 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and enjoy this offer. 20% off plus free shipping with the code DynastyRewind at Manscaped.com. Don't neglect your beautiful self and get right this summer with Manscaped. For the sleekest version of yourself, Manscaped has you covered from head to toe, starting with the brand new Beard Hedge Trimmer. With one guard and 20 adjustable lengths, this device is the perfect travel companion fit to take care of your mane wherever you are. Next in line, who can forget about their signature performance package 4.0? Included in this ultimate grooming bundle is the star of the show, Lawnmower 4.0, equipped its skin-safe technology to minimize nicks and cuts in all your sensitive areas. Also included is their Crop Preserver Groin Deodorant and Crop Reviver Groin Spray. I can tell you from experience, this has taken my confidence in the bedroom to a whole new level. Want something you don't mind showing that special someone in your life? Look no further than Manscaped Boxers 2.0. These are without 
without a doubt the best boxers for men of all ages. I can confidently say I'll never go back to cotton boxer briefs after wearing these. So once again, Manscaped supports the Dynasty Rewind so much they provided an exclusive offer for our listeners. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code DynastyRewind at Manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. And use the code DynastyRewind. Feel like yourself again and take charge of your life with Manscaped. All right, everyone, that is going to do it for us this week. But if you're headed to a game, make sure you check out SeatGeek.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things live events. It offers the best price available. Use the promo code DynastyRewind. You'll get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Don't forget, if you want to play some best ball, head on over to Underdog. It's the easiest buy-in in fantasy football. And it's not having to worry about setting your lineups, man. That's what it's all about. So, again, underdog.com. Use the promo code Rewind, a 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. Visit our store over at payhip.com forward slash dynasty rewind. That's where you find our roster reviews. That's where you find all of our manuals and everything like that. Head on over there now. Grab some merch at spreadshop.com. Link is down below. And we want to see you in our community. And that is patreon.com forward slash dynasty rewind. But. Until next time, everybody, for my faithful co-hosts, Chev Nooney and Nate Christian, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind, please rewind. Thank you for listening.